All right, uh, I think everything is ready to go. I'm just gonna put up the ad. Okay, great. And uh, then you know, whenever- I'm glad, I'm glad everything's starting to kind of work out. Uh, we're getting our feet back under us. You know, it'll be, it'll be no time. Uh, and then we'll be, I'm sure they'll be coming to us, you know? Exactly, exactly. And I've got this, uh, ad spot, you know, to remind us, uh, that there should be an ad here. I don't have an ad to fill it yet, but, but there should, you know, that's our goal. That's what we're, that's, we're going to do that. Right. That's right. If we build it in, it'll come. That's right. We, we built yeah. it, we built it and it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what plays during the ad if we don't have an ad spot? Hello, friends. Welcome to Ask the Pokedexperts. Uh, legally distinct from any previous show you might have seen Mike and I on called Ask the Pokedexpert. Uh, that's not us. Uh, no, this is an entirely unique creation of a show called Ask the Pokedexperts. That's right. Co-experts, myself, uh, the world's foremost expert in Pokemon biology, sociology, and social biology, and Anthony, uh, a burgeoning expert in his own right, will yes, take uh, your questions. A proud member of WAG. Oh! I'm sorry, we have, uh, due to the success of our, uh, of our work that we did, right? Uh, which is to With say we finished. Wurple, the Wurple, uh, can you give me the acronym one more time? I'm sorry. Yes, WAG, the Wurmple Appreciation Group, is no longer uh, going by Wurmple Appreciation Group. Uh, oh, we've wow. decided, yeah, yeah, we've decided to take a more research-focused uh, viewpoint. Uh, to really focus on the erudite nature uh, of the organization. And so we have chosen instead uh, to go by the Wurmple Appreciation Network for Knowledge and Education of Reproductive Systems. Uh, honestly, for us, uh, I just want to make sure that uh, we're very open about being uh, part of this group uh, that you can go to the park, stand out in the public and, uh, you know, just be a public, uh, one of the public wankers that, uh, you know, brings other people in that you can start to, to convert, you know, make them public wankers also. Uh, I think anytime you can share that kind of experience with other people, oh, that's what you're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, so... I'm I'm very happy uh, for you, Anthony, that you have found a group uh, that you uh, match up so well with. Uh, I uh, is the name like? Are you still uh, workshopping that at all? Well, I don't. I'm not. Um... I have no control over the wankers. That's, that's really, I'm just part of it. 
Um, there's uh, other people with a lot more control than I have. I have almost no control when it comes to wankers. And, uh, I, so I'm just out here, a part of it, uh, letting people know I'm a part of it, uh, just throwing it out, you know, happy to be there. Yeah. You know, and I think for a lot of people, it was something they did alone. Um, but, but now it's something we can all do together. Uh, and I think it's, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense that you're so... Uh, exuberant your first uh, few times, right? It's a, it's a change. It's different. Certainly. Like I, I know that some of the people, uh, you know, might be burnt out. They've been doing it a while. Um, you know, they're looking for something different, but, but sure. for, for those of us, like I'm an intern, right? I, I'm at the, the bottom of the pile. Uh, but so, you know, as far as uh, it goes, I, I'm still very excited to be there. I'm just happy to be in the room where it's happening. Yeah, I believe that uh, about you. It's, I, uh, I just, I get so lighthearted just thinking about how just great it up feels. Right a little bit. Uh, yeah, choked right up. You're right, Mike. It's that's yeah. how it feels. It just. Uh, I, did you feel like this when you started on your? So, yeah, when I first started Pokemon research, you know, I felt, uh, I felt a lot of things, you know, there was, there was a fluttering in my stomach every time I started working, you know, uh, when I was, when I was out in the field, I couldn't imagine something more exciting and more, uh, liberating, right. than being out there and doing the work and, and having people see me do the work. And so I understand right where you're coming from, Anthony, uh, directly where you are coming from. Uh, I get it. To, to me, it's almost like I was just like, um, not being involved in this for so long. It's like I was backed up, um, right. but, but, yeah. but being able to be out there, uh, and open with it, it's been, uh, it's been amazing. Like, and well, of course you had been having so many dreams about it, you know? Uh, and so it makes sense to finally get out there and start doing it, uh, in practice. I feel like I really took matters into my own hands in a way yeah. that I, I don't know that everyone can do. Sure. Uh, certainly not everyone has the, uh, the intestinal fortitude to do it, uh, out in the open like that, you know? Uh, you know, I think we've really exposed ourselves, uh, to some significant risk. And, um, I, I'm just happy to have been, I'm just happy to have been a part of something like this. Hey, uh, do you think that your organization might want to sponsor an ad read, uh, for the show? Oh, that's a great question. That is a great question. I, I will, um, I'll talk to Dick. He's the head of the whole thing and I'll see what he, um, how, how he feels about that. I, I think that's a good idea. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear it straight from his mouth. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, right yeah, yeah. From, I, right from the tip, you know, like the very top of the whole thing. Uh, just, I don't know. I'd love to, I'd love to have him on the show even maybe. Yeah. Timing wise. I mean, he's still got the truck I bought, so I, I should be able to get a hold of him at least, uh, to talk to him about this. Like, yeah, maybe we can, we, we can see what we can come up with. Sure. Um, I do. Anthony, uh, I'm just really proud of you. Uh, I do. I, I do think you might bring it up with Dick. Uh, just kind of, I know it's sensitive. Uh, I know it's a touchy subject, but I do worry about the name a little bit there. Oh no. An allergy attack, bud. Yeah. It's just, so heavy in the air right now. It's killing me. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. It's very unprofessional. Um, no, uh, it is sensitive. He's a little touchy. Uh, but I feel like sometimes you just gotta, 
you, you gotta really come at it with the right fervor or it's it's sure. it's a no-go yeah, you gotta so, really white knuckle ride that dick you know yeah um <laughs> yeah he sounds like, like i just i know uh you know working with people at that level can can be challenging sometimes and so you got to be very strong with it you know forceful uh but you're right you know the slightest thing will set him off and so it's important uh it's really yeah. important yeah it's it's delicate but firm yeah exactly uh okay uh, I do also want to point out, Mike, I think it's, uh, very, very good, uh, uh, to point out to you and, and, you know, you may, may or may not notice, but, uh, I have gotten a place of my own. Anthony, I'm really proud. Uh, I honestly, I couldn't tell. Uh, it does, it does appear, uh, pretty similarly set up. Although is that a, a keychain up in the top there? Oh, um, well, I mean, the, it's the same, it's the same place. I'm, I'm, I didn't move anywhere, but, um, uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I misunderstood. Well, my, my mom moved in with her boyfriend. So now, uh, she left the place and, uh, I, now it's, I've got it to myself. Oh, wow. Uh, is that a, a permanent thing or is. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I have, uh, I have a couple of weeks to figure it out. Um, I, I'm going to owe her rent, uh, but, uh, uh, well, I already owe her rent, uh, but now I have to get caught up on that rent. Uh, but yeah, I've the, but, but the place is mine. I get the run. I, you know, I, I went out and I sat on the couch with some cereal. Wow. Uh, that's, that's a big step. You know, yeah. I'm just going to. I'm, I'm what I'm saying is for you. You between know, choosing... this between this and public wankers I am I am just I'm really feeling really great right now and and so I want to finish off the trifecta Mike tell me you got good news about the book Ah great segue there Anthony uh you know the book uh again uh it it comes in fits and starts you know uh some days I think all right this is going to be the day and I sit down and I start to work and then uh, what comes out comes out and that's it uh you know and i'm sure you understand uh public wanking all the time like uh sometimes you get information and sometimes you're just left holding the bag right and so that's kind of how uh the book writing is going but i'm sure it'll pick up any moment uh any any minute now we'll start feeling that drive you know uh, i'm so excited i'm so excited about it yeah, i can't wait me too uh you know what why don't we talk about today's pokemon uh okay. i don't know if you've uh had an opportunity to to do much research on this pokemon but i'm i'm uh, pretty thrilled uh tonight we're oh, talking what about what are we talking about oh we're talking about the pokemon bruxish no Anthony, yes bruxish is my favorite pokemon well Mike, what a coincidence. I'm so excited. I'm me too. That's that is wonderful. Uh you know, we can go to the Pokedex as we typically do here. The Pokedex says Brux Bruxish is a two-foot eleven Pokemon that weighs forty-one point nine pounds. Uh and I will say that the On average again. Remember, on average, on yeah, average. but but certainly a heavy Pokemon for what you might expect. I, I mean, this is um 
this is no, uh, you know, uh, frail uh, fish oh, Pokemon. No. This is a this no, is a no. serious business Pokemon. That's right. The, this is a fish-like Pokemon. It's important to uh, use scientific terms now that you are entering the field. Uh, you know, fish-like. Fish-like. You're right. You're right. Uh, and the community had a lot of questions for the Nash Teeth Pokemon. Uh, and I if bet. you have questions for Bruxish and you are in the chat at twitch.tv slash SRSBIZ underscore network still, uh, I have for as long as they'll have us. Well, yeah, yeah. Until we, uh, can't, you know, broadcast here. And then I have to figure out what Twitch is. I've, 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 uh, turned on the TV and I tried to we'll find Twitch and we'll it didn't happen. We'll come to that when we get there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll for now twitch.tv slash srsbiz underscore network uh tuesday nights 9 30 p.m where we can answer your questions like the one we have here uh what evolutionary niche leads to a fish-like pokemon developing that much style great question a great question a great question and as always, right, we see this a lot in nature uh, with with non-Pokemon species as well as certain Pokemon species that, you know, these bright colors are used to lure would-be predators into a trap. And the same thing happens here with Bruxish, right? Those bright colors uh, are very visible in the sea. And so uh, Pokemon and animals uh, that that might otherwise be predators end up as prey for Bruxish. Uh, you know, those those sharp teeth, uh, the the size and the weight of that Pokemon, uh, all of those lend themselves to the uh to the proof that this Pokemon is incredibly predatory. Uh, I don't, you know, it's not an apex predator by any means, right? Uh, but it is certainly a force to be reckoned with. And in a school uh, Bruxish is even more extremely powerful. Uh, you know, you get you get ten to fifteen of these Pokemon together. Whew, look out! And if I can bring a little of the expertise that I have uh, acquired Certainly. and accumulated in in dealing with the the reproductive systems of Wormples uh, and the lack thereof. Um, you know, these bright colors and uh, patterning that are so unique to each of these. Uh, Pokemon, for example, a Bruxish, uh, can often be used as an opportunity to uh, attract other members of the species, um, you know, mostly for procreation. A, a lot of uh, uh, these systems are in place uh, to aid that uh, evolutionary and, and biological uh, imperative. Certainly. And that's a great point. You know, uh, one of the things that uh, Bruxish in particular will tend to do is the the depth of color variation on those uh, tail fins as well as the dorsal fins really highlight uh, their suitability as a mate. Um, and that is a great point, Anthony. Uh, you know, the the depth of color and the, the size of those fins, of course, uh, can change depending on diet. And so during mating season, Pokemon and fish of those colors tend to be a bit more uh, skittish around a, around a Bruxish, certainly. You know, uh, shrimp are certainly safe during mating season. You know, you don't, 
you don't see a lot of uh, attraction to uh, deeper pinks uh, mm. typically uh, out in the field, right? And so those pink colored fish and Pokemon tend to be a little bit safer, but anything uh, that, that carries that dark purple hue or those light blue tones, uh, they Which... need to be on high alert. You know. ironically keeps the love disc uh safe during that time frame exactly exactly uh i got another question here uh i've i got i got my children a bruxish to start teaching them about pet ownership and battle training however i misread my pokedex and was not expecting a three foot long 40 pound fish-like Pokemon, what are some tips on how to most easily raise a Bruxish at home without it taking up your bathtub for the rest of its natural life? Great question. Great, uh, great question. Great question. You know, and these are the kind of questions that I think the community really needs. And that's what makes our show such a great place uh, for burgeoning science research to advertise on, you know, uh, because not only uh, is this listener here clearly uh, dedicated to raising a Pokemon correctly, they also have the funds to afford a bathtub. And so I think, you know, uh, if there are science organizations that maybe are attached to the show uh, in any way, uh, either as listeners or maybe there are members of the show that are involved in those science organizations, you know, that's like an opportunity for us to ex to explore uh, maybe providing some uh, some exposure. Uh, on a paid basis uh, to those organizations in order for us all to get better. You know what I mean? I mean, already uh, some organizations have uh, engaged in free exposure. Um, and and that's, you know, we've we've done that for them. But now I think you're right. I think some some paid exposure might be in the cards. Certainly. Uh, that's a uh, let's get back to the question. The question was, how can I raise a Bruxish at home outside of the bathtub? and have it be as strong and healthy and happy as I possibly can. And I think the first thing that we have to remember is that underneath a lot of cities are aquifers. And so if you are fortunate enough uh, to live in a place with an aquifer underneath your city, start digging. You know, your backyard is your backyard and you're allowed to do with it whatever you choose. As you dig deeper and deeper, you will eventually hit the water table. And hopefully the water table that you hit is large enough to support a Bruxish. And if not, uh, hopefully the hole that you've dug has been. Yeah, two. I think there's two really important elements to that. Um, even a bathtub is not enough space for a Bruxish, no, right? I mean, this is a, never. this is a large Pokemon and, and mm. it's not going to be happy or healthy inside a bathtub. Uh, and, and you know, it's never going to keep up its weight. If it's no. stuck in a bathtub, you know, all those muscles are going to atrophy. Mm -hmm. and, and the second part of nice, that is strong Bruxish. You're, it's going to need room. Yes. Yeah. But Mike is absolutely right about the aquifer. Uh, knowing about the aquifers in your area is vital information. And I, I think importance. it is it is so, so important for people to really understand uh, how aquifers work in their area and, and what, what is and isn't there and, and how they function. I, that, that's just like yeah. basic level information. Of course. And uh, 
you know, I don't mean to uh, assume that the the home buyer has not done their research uh, prior to purchasing this home or prior to having purchased the Bruxish, right? I'm sure they know just how far they need to dig to hit that aquifer. And so, you know, uh, this mostly kind of goes out to those folks who maybe you're a child and you're thinking about, you know, what do I even need to know for the future? You know, what are the things that matter to me uh, as, as I grow into adulthood? And of course, the location of aquifers is crucial information. I'm honestly, I'm shocked that they don't teach that in public schools. I totally agree. Um, I do also want to point out that this is another instance of, of, you know, maybe being very focused on before you bring a Pokemon into your home, ensuring that you have the means and capacity and capability to take care of the Pokemon. Yes. Um, you know, that's something we've talked about. Uh, that's something I've heard other people on a legally distinct show from this one talk mm. about. And uh, I really think that that's an important point to, to hammer home here that. Uh, yeah. You, you know, I used to be a guest on a show on public radio uh, that had a name very similar to this show. Uh, it was called Ask the Pokedex Expert, uh, which is a legally distinct entity uh, from the show that we are currently doing, Ask the Pokedex Experts, uh, which is a totally unique and new take on Pokemon uh, biology, sociology, and social biology, and how to raise your Pokemon in a in a healthy way. Uh, but I would always tell the the host of that show, you know, it's important uh, to consider the environmental impact of your living space with the Pokemon that you raise. It's vital. Uh, I have another question here. Do you want to uh, address this Excellent. one? Yeah, I'd love to move on. <clears throat> Is there a special orthodontist to help with the Bruxish, uh, Bruxishes, <laughs> excuse me, teeth, slots, <clears throat> perfectly into each other um and does it affect their diet or chances for a mate or overall health if the teeth don't quite match up this sounds to me like a bruxish owner who might be a little bit embarrassed about some misaligned uh chompers on their nash teeth pokemon yeah and anthony it's a great question it you is know, a great uh, question they all are but i think you really hit the nail on the head there bud uh you know it's it's tough living in a world like we live in where, you know, uh, Instagram is always showing you these beautiful Pokemon in beautiful locations that just look perfect. And you think, why doesn't, why aren't my Bruxish's teeth straight? And, you know, they don't need to be. Did they tear through the flesh of opposing uh, opposing animals uh, just as strong as as a Bruxish with, you know, perfect teeth? I mean, maybe not just as strong, but certainly strong enough to feed the Bruxish, and certainly strong enough to uh, protect it from harm. And so, I think the real question is inside of yourself, uh, question asker. What are the crooked teeth that you're hoping that this will straighten? By going to a pokey orthodontist. Oh, great and question. Great question. What are the orthodontia that you can do for your own soul to be able to accept your Bruxish exactly as it is? Yeah, uh, this is, uh, I think this is a core fundamental piece that we have seen many times that sometimes it's not about the Pokemon. It's 
about the trainer. And, right. uh, you know, this is across the board. If you have a Bruxish, if you have a Houndoom, uh, you know, if you have a son who is still living in your house, uh, you know, sometimes you just have to accept, uh, the parts of, of them that are them and accept the parts that are you and, and really just come to terms with those things. Uh, I think that, uh, all of this sort of falls under, you know, not everyone's going to live up to some ideal. Uh, and, and sometimes you have to just roll with what you've got. That is certainly true, Anthony. Uh, sometimes you do just have to roll with what you've got. I got another question here. That's what I've got. Uh, hello, Pokedexperts. I recently hello. had a neighbor make a new Pokemon battle companion out of a Bruxish. Uh, the neighbor challenged me to a duel and I put out my first Pokemon and the Bruxish turned on his new companion. He insulted the trainer, kicked sand in his face, beat him up. I mean, really clapped his cheeks and then banged his mom. Uh, he then doxed the trainer and sent him a glitter bomb in the mail every day for a month. Pokedexpert, why are Bruxish so mean? Wow. Yeah. That's a great question. Great question and a lot to unpack here. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, it's important to start off at the top, right? Um, first off, uh, you know, I know we talk about it a lot, uh, and I, I hate to, sorry, this might actually, this is the first time we've ever broached this conversation on this show, which is legally distinct from anything we've ever done before. Great point. Uh, Great point. And, you know, any conversation that we may have had in the past before, uh, different from this or similar, uh, is entirely a coincidence. But I do hope, question asker, that you are in a place where Pokemon battling is not only uh, legal, but also still uh, socially acceptable. Because, you know, uh, a lot of places now kind of uh, look down on that era of history. But hopefully now, uh, as we move forward, you know, uh, with all of those disclaimers out of the way here in this first ever episode of Ask the Pokedexperts, uh, a legally distinct show from anything that's ever been done before uh, anywhere on the internet or on radio, uh, that we, now that we've gotten that out of the way, I think we can attack the real question, right? Yes. Great. Um, and so what I'm hearing is a story of a Bruxish pushed to the edge. <clears throat> I think, I you think to, to me, the important piece of this to remember is that Bruxish are psychic. They are, Certainly. A, they are able to detect, you know, this, this Bruxish, it seems to me, and I wasn't there. I'm not this Bruxish. No. I'm not this Bruxish, Bruxish's trainer. I'm or um, even the neighbor <clears throat> or the neighbor. I'm, I am not the neighbor. I'm being very clear about that. Okay, good. Um, uh, I am no one involved in this story. Uh, but it seems to me like the Bruxish used its psychic ability to read the things that its trainer least wanted. Um, and it executed those things in quick succession, short order. Certainly. And it sounds like the Bruxish had freed itself from what must have been a tyrannical life, right? Like 
I have never personally had a Pokemon uh, lash out at me like that. You know, and it's important to remember too that uh, while this may be your only interaction with a Bruxish thus far in your life, question asker, uh, these Pokemon are not a monolith. Uh, you know, they all uh, are individual Pokemon with their own individual emotions, thoughts, feelings, behaviors, looks, uh, you know, and so everything is so context dependent with this question, which is a great question. A great question. Uh, but it is important to remember that, you know, this experience may be tainted by some external factors that we don't know the answers to. Great point. I certainly have never been doxxed or glitter bombed by a Bruxish. Anthony, have you? Not a Bruxish. So I, I think that uh, there's just not enough information there to uh, to really be be aware of. I will say someone else in, in our chat does say every Bruxish I've encountered has been, uh, well, oh, this is, this is the internet. Um, yeah, every, we're every, not on radio. That's right. right. That's right. So every Bruxish I've encountered has been an asshole, but that's technically just anecdotal. True. Very anecdotal. Um, not, it's not a great conclusive. Anecdote, though. Great uh, thank anecdote. Thank you for sharing. Yep. Absolutely. Great anecdote. Uh, thank you for being in the chat to share uh such insights uh here at twitch.tv slash srsbiz underscore network and feel free to as long as we can yeah feel free to put whatever you want in the chat there because uh i you know i don't know how it's monitored or uh what would get it removed uh whatever you want i mean i i don't know if it'll bother me right uh it's not our problem anymore okay uh, I do have one more question here that I think, um, <clears throat> before we wrap up here, let me see. Uh, it just came in. What's the best wine to pair with a Bruxish? Is it more of a red wine kind of fish like creature? Okay. All right. <sighs> oh, do you think that's because of its human like lips? Oh, like they're, do you think that's, that's oh. where the question asker was coming from? Oh, I apologize. Oh, I, I apologize completely. Uh, question asker, I am very sorry. I misunderstood your question. I thought you wanted to eat a Bruxish, not eat with oh. a Bruxish. Uh, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even think of that. I get, because, you know, we, we deal with that question so infrequently now, uh, especially now in this new show where, uh, you know, we are legally distinct from any other uh, uh, Pokemon question and answer uh live show uh that i didn't even think that they might mean the consumption of a pokemon because and i know you, you know what now that you say it i don't think they did uh i think you're right i absolutely think uh this was about sharing a nice meal with your bruxish and if they're a, a red wine or a white wine uh drink it what's the best wine to bring to a meal with your bruxish I think, you know, first off, that's a great question. Great uh, question. Second off, it was know, a I terrible it, question, but now when I, now that I understand it better, it's a great question. Yes. Uh, great that they asked it either way, even if it had been a terrible question, you know, it was great that they asked the terrible question, yeah. but instead they asked a great question and it's great, great that question. they asked a great question. So yeah. great. Great job. Great. Um, to answer that great question, uh, I think it depends on what the Bruxish is serving. Great point. You know, uh, great point. if we if we aren't in that uh, 
that time of year where, you know, uh, emotions are running hot. If we wanted to uh, personify the Bruxish a little bit uh, without uh, discussing it scientifically, which would be uh, mating season for the Bruxish, which of course is between late November and early January. Um, if it's not in that time period, then, you know, uh, chances are you might be having shrimp, which would be a white wine kind of dinner, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. And so I think it really, of course, you know, you're being, if you're attending a dinner party hosted by a Bruxish, uh, you should do the research into what it's eating and what it's been eating, what's in the local water around you and what might pair best with that. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think that is a great point because, you know, if, if, uh, if the Bruxish has been eating a lot of clam pearl, uh, but they've brought you oysters or something like that, that's going to be a very different thing than if they brought tuna, uh, you know? And so, uh, it's important for you to keep an eye on that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Great point. Uh, Mike, great point. Thank you. Um, so, uh, no, please. Oh, I was just going to say this was this was really good. Anthony, you had a lot of good insights tonight. This was very fun. I, I am I super glad to be doing this legally distinct show with you. Me too. Me too. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. I love as much as I love being a part, uh, like going to a local park or uh, a local conservatory and being part of the wankers that are there. Um, I love uh, sharing here too, right? Uh, exposing all of these questions to the world. Uh, are just as important here uh, as they are in in your local local establishments. Yeah, uh, you got to talk to Dick about that name. Okay. Uh, I'll, all right. All right. Fine. We'll see where 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 we land on that. Um, so make sure that if you uh, if you enjoy the show that you've heard here, uh, that you support the show. Um, Mike, where, where can people support the show? Yeah, uh, great question, Anthony. You know, folks can find us at uh, patreon.com slash Pokedexpert. Uh, that is still uh, the, fingers crossed, uh, that is still the place where you can donate to this show. Yes. Uh, presumably, we will get that. Uh, pre presumably, we will get paid there. Uh, and if you support the show through that means. Yes. Uh, and also, uh, at Pokedexpert on Twitter, uh, they, that's still us as well. Um, that's so right. definitely come and check uh, that, that is, out. Uh, currently still our Twitter account. Uh, we did make an update, uh, per a request. Uh, we have changed our, uh, our Twitter bio pick, uh, as well as our Facebook picture, uh, which is at, oh no. That one's, uh, I don't know how to, anyway, uh, don't find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. What, um, um, you said we changed our bio pick. What did we pick instead? Oh, uh, just a, a different photograph. Oh. I can show you, I'll show you offline. Oh, I, oh, Okay. Um, and uh, otherwise come back here and see us next Tuesday at 9 30 PM when we will be discussing the Pokemon Lilligant, which should be uh, a very exciting time. And, uh, thank you all for being here. 
yes, thank you everyone. Uh, thank you for bearing with the change. Uh, sorry, uh, with the, thank you for joining us at this first legally distinct episode. This has been a legally distinct time. The Pokedex Business.